The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinking Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Stinking Truth Podcast. I am your host, Mark Slareth. Mike Evans, my co-host, going to be along um, sometime later on next week. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that can't wait to have him back. Uh, this is part two of my interview, my exclusive interview with Adam Schefter. But first, hydrate your huddle with core pH balanced water, ultra purified and balanced with electrolytes that match your body's natural pH level of 7.4. 7.4 pH sounds good to me. Where your body, that's where your body performs its best, people. With award winning, crisp, clean taste and a wide mouth that's perfect for hydration, great to take to the gym. You can find core water at your neighborhood. 7-Eleven. It's the one with the blue cap. Core pH balanced water. Learn more at hydratewithcore.com. So, I hooked up with Adam Schefter, asked him all kinds of questions, got uh, all kinds of things done with Adam Schefter here on the podcast. But first, I asked him what he thinks about this new helmet rule the NFL is trying to institute. I think what the league is trying to do is right. They're trying to take the head out of the game. It's just very difficult to do that, and it's difficult to enforce that, and there hasn't been a lot of consistency. And I think that we've heard various coaches say various things. Mike Zimmer said that this is going to cost people jobs. Bill Belichick has said that he actually has no problems with the rules, that he's been trying to teach his players to tackle this way for an awful long time. So everybody's got a different perspective on it. You've got to see your target, but you can't hit with your head. So you're following your eyes to go hit your target, but then you're not allowed to use that part of your body. And even when the player's using their shoulder, it's hard. And, and I understand the league is trying to change the culture of the game, just like they did when they passed new concussion protocols, which I applaud. I think that's great. It's just this is going to be a little bit more difficult and challenging to enforce it. We're seeing some of the inherent problems that are in it already, and we'll see whether or not the league can overcome it as the season kicks off in early September. Adam, at what point... When it comes to culture, are we going to just stop finding the players and start finding coaches, organizations, and owners as well? And I think sometimes people forget this, right? Like, we become so uh, desanitized to the numbers or desensitized to the numbers, as I'm trying to say. You know, a guy's fined $25,000 for using his head for an illegal hit. Like, holy moly, that's a lot of money for anybody. And, and a lot of these guys... You know, maybe they're making, I don't know, a rookie in the league is making six, dollars $700,000, $25,000. That, that's, that's a healthy percentage of anyone's salary you took that percentage. And, and so the money, that, that's a lot to take from these guys over a bang-bang play, like wham, it's over. And, and uh, some of these guys are not doing it in, with any intent or malice, and, and they're being treated as such. It's just a tough thing all the way around. The league is trying to do something uh, that's right, but I don't know that it's going about it the right way. Adam, I've often said that I just wish they would embrace the fact that this is a modern-day gladiator sport, and it's not for everybody. 
And I'm okay with that. There's only 1,700 guys in the world that are athletically gifted enough, blessed by the hand of God to be able to play this game, and at the same time are crazy enough to play this game. So why can't that be good enough? Why can't we just leave it at that, and why can't the league just embrace it? I think you're seeing fewer and fewer people start out playing football, and I think you're seeing more people gravitate towards basketball or baseball or soccer or some other sport because there are a lot of parents that don't want to see their kids playing football, and I think that that's what's driving some of these decisions. I think it goes back to that thing that the league is worried about its its base eroding. And look, you know, at one point in time, boxing was the most popular sport in our country, and now it's an afterthought with all due respect, right? So I, I think the league is trying to take steps to ensure that, that – it is not met with the same fate that once met boxing. A lot of business going on in the National Football League. A lot of contracts. We're talking about a couple guys in camp. A couple guys aren't in camp. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it looks like a, a contract is on the horizon. Aaron Donald, uh, in my mind, one of the best football players, if not the best football player in the National Football League, doesn't have a contract. And the best defensive player for the Raiders, Khalil Mack, no contract in sight. Start with Aaron Rodgers. I, I would I would think so. Um, look, last week I was told they were, quote-unquote, creeping towards a deal. So I think we can all interpret that to mean what it, what it sounds like, that that there will be a deal. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be sudden. But, again, I, there's usually a rush before the regular season begins. And so my, my guess my guess would be that before the regular season begins that they get the deal done for Rodgers. Aaron Donald, besides talking, same kind of deal. Uh, they'd like to get it done and wrapped up before the regular season. We'll see whether they can. I think there's been some positive discussions and dialogue there to try to get Donald done. Uh, Mac and the Raiders, not as far along. I think the Broncos play the Raiders in the second week of the season. I don't think you'll be seeing Khalil Mack by then, but we'll see how that one shakes out. These things take funny twists and turns as they go on, and uh, we'll see if the Raiders and Mac can have any sort of breakthrough or any sort of progress that they haven't had to date. Adam, there's a lot of talk about Teddy Bridgewater, and, and this is a quarterback deprived league. As you well know, Teddy Bridgewater came back from this horrific knee injury. It's an incredible story, but he seems to be hot on everybody's radar. What are the odds that he's playing in a Jets uniform this year or at other uniform this year? I think he's vying for that starting job. I think there would have to be a team out there that's willing to give up a premium pick, a second, third, fourth round pick, whatever it would be. Uh, maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, I think the Jets are absolutely open to listening, but just because they're open to listening doesn't ensure that they get the offer that they want to move them. So that wraps it up. That's part two of our interview with Adam Schefter. You didn't hear part one. Check us out on iTunes, The Stink of Truth, or on SoundCloud. You can find us at either of those places. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, more to come. That's for sure. I'd like to thank Adam Schefter for joining the program, and um, we'll talk to you guys again next week.